Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Yes. So, everybody, welcome. I'm, I'm recording live from MAGFest. Or yeah. I should say the end of MAGFest because it was over. It was an amazing five-day hurricane. Blew through the National Harbor in Maryland and uh, now it's come to a close. Yeah, I bet that whole hell t that whole whole hotel smells like B.O. right now. Nah, dude. Let me tell you, this year was like the year of like hot cosplay babes everywhere. Ah, oh, fucking shit, really? And I didn't go this year? Yep. God oh, exactly. damn it. Damn so, it. no, it was... So, like, the, uh, the entire convention floor was like, um... Uh, so in, in the National in the National Harbor Gaylord Hotel, uh, there's this giant floor. It's like all white marble, and there's occasionally a couple tables set up, and that is uh, where the all the cosplayers decided to like set up, take pictures, like at like an anime con where there's like a zillion cosplayers. They'd always just go in like the like the lobby area where it's nice and pretty and picturesque, and that's exactly what they had down there. So there's just more and more and more and more cosplayers. You just couldn't help but notice them everywhere, and like really high quality ones too. Really good costumes, huh? That's cool. Like, what was... I saw you put some Farscape pictures on your Facebook page, but what other yeah. uh, whatever, what other good cosplay uh, ones were there? Oh, well, well, the best was we were sitting up here drinking beer, watching watching the cosplayers get their photos taken, and the, like, uh, kind of like a thing at, at conventions is to do, like, a cosplay video where you do, like, you know, some cheesy, artsy shots with your way-too-expensive camera... And kind of cruise around or do like a parody video, you know, like Gangnam sure. Style a couple summers ago. Yeah, I've seen a and couple. So we were watching, we were watching a, uh, this entire cosplay group. They dressed up as the entire cast of Streets of Rage. Really? Yeah. So there was uh, Adam and um, the, the guy with the blue jeans, uh, Axel and Blaze. And they even had like the wrestler guy. Wow. Uh, I think Max Thunder, Max something. And so we were watching the the we we're watching Max the Max Thunder, uh, the the wrestler do like these one-handed push-ups, over and over and over again for the uh, cameras. We're like, oh my god, he just like, like like he wasn't super ripped, you know, he looked sort of ripped, mm -hmm. but he was just like cranking out these one-handed push-ups. I'm like, man, that is dedication. That's awesome. They were great. There was an excellent penny and stocking, and. Um, I don't know. It was just like a, just a zillion kick-ass costumes. Oh, there's a great Dr. Eggman. <laughs> like, really good one. Like, like with a gigantic freaking mustache. That was as, about as long as, his, as he was. Who would you say was, like, the hottest one you saw? Say that one more time. Who would you say was the hottest one you saw? Man, our... Con our so, all right, my, my connection is just terrible. All I hear is... Yeah. Who would you say was the hottest cosplayers you saw? Costume-wise. Uh, oh, well, pfft, oh, it, no, no contest, because everybody was talking about her for the entire weekend. So, so the the Thursday night, uh, we knew he was going to be crazy because the registration line, like, extended through at the entire hotel. Like, mm -hmm. the, it, it, like, thousands of people were in it, and it was just going slow, slow, slow. Uh, and so I'm walking down the registration line, going to the film festival room, because I'm running the film festival, and, uh, and, I th and I think, like, every male in the room is, like, suddenly notices this girl and she's not really dressed up as like any character i think she's just dressed up like this kind of like a uh, steampunk character but her clothes were so tight yeah it was like it, they literally look painted on 
Yes. She had a, she like she had a decent figure, but it was like, oh my god, like like are you wearing anything or have you just like you kind of like stuck some paint to yourself? That's cool. And, uh, and, and that night, you know, we were kind of like shooting the shit up in the party room, up in the lumberjack lounge with all my friends, and like somehow it comes up and I'm like, oh my god, you too? You saw you saw this girl? <laughs> definitely, definitely the hottest. There were a ton of furries too, like a lot of fursuits. Because there can't just be like one or two furries, like they all get together like a big gang. You know, so there were a lot of those dudes. I mean, there was just costumes everywhere. And it used to be, MAGFest used to be like anti-cosplay. Like, for years and years, there'd be like a cos Like, the only thing cosplay related at MAGFest would be like people who hate cosplay getting together and like ripping on cosplayers. Like, mm. officially sanctioned panels that are like up yours cosplay. And like, last year they had like uh, like a cosplay roast. But they didn't really tell the people who were participating that it was going to be a roast. Oh, that's so mean. I know. <laughs> so mean. So, so they were handing out, like, tro they were handing out like awards for, like, skankiest looking girl. Oh. Like and the cosplayers were like, what the fuck? And, and of course, the people running it like, come on, can't you take a joke? And it, it just, yeah, it's so mean-spirited. But so, so this year, I think, was the year of cosplay at MAGFest because it was, it was everywhere. And it's not just, like, some guy with, like, some, you know, like, cardboard armor. It was, like, serious, serious business. Yeah, man, I respect cosplay. I respect the time they put in their costume. Yeah, obviously, I, I like to see which ones are the hottest. But I would never degrade them to their face or give them bad trophies. No, it's it's just like mean, and it's also like ignorance, you know. And and I actually had a had a chance to tell the staff before, and I was like, look, like if you if you officially sanction something at your con where you're degrading cosplayers who are mainly women, you know, then you're just like opening the floodgates for everyone at your con, uh, you know, like it, it it makes it not safe for like all these females, you know, and like there's all these like there's always a horror story every con of like some skeezed out teenager, you know, just like following and stalking around like some woman that he's obsessed with and like nobody wants that man so tell me what were the what were the greatest panels uh that were there i mean obviously uh the jumpman podcast was rejected so otherwise that would have been the greatest panel i but, know um, i know since, and since we couldn't make it what was the greatest panel there i was i was talking to some dude um thursday night and i was like it's like yeah film festival you know we're having a great turnout oh it's too bad that you know the jumpman podcast panel got rejected you know last year we had a really strong turnout and he's like dude there's like five people in panels to you right now that should be you dudes hmm i was like fuck i know man we rock that shit for them for free i know i know actually actually you know this is really funny people came up to me uh this year and they're like hey are you doing your panel again this year uh. you know people were like i had such a, people are like like uh there's one guy he's like i dragged my girlfriend to your panel and she didn't know like what it was going to be about and she had the greatest time ever and i was like fuck oh man that's great to hear yeah i know but it's still just like why didn't they give us a battle i know well, well hopefully they talk to other people get the jumpman podcast in magfest next year let's do yeah, it yeah dudes tell them tell, tell them just tell them straight up there's a serious lack of us this year yeah it's all um, the magfest people so so i didn't go to many panels because i was running the film festival uh, mm. I budgeted, like, I gave myself more time to be away. You know, uh -huh. like, we had some volunteers. Uh, but basically, that was that was my thing. You know, I've been spending, like, the last year curating this thing, gathering all the films together, burning all these Blu-rays last minute. And then when you're there, I'm like, oh, my God, here it is, like, a year's worth of work. And so I'm, like, really invested in making sure that everything happens happens well. So uh, so I, when I got out of there, let's see, I, I did, the, did an improv show with uh, this video game improv group called... Uh, 
those th those guys are that guy's sick. Uh, it's a terrible name. It's a <laughs> really obscure Final Fantasy VII reference, sort of. Mm -hmm. and, and 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 Darren even made fun of it at the beginning of the show. Uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, we're video game improv. Good, we know." Uh, I saw I saw my favorite bands ever, dude. On Being Human opened up on the main stage nice. on Saturday night, and they were, dude. I'm a fan of their music before, but they fucking rule. Yeah, and I our... just couldn't believe it. They were so fucking metal. You know, at the beginning, you know, they were like the opening band for for the night. So you know, everybody, everybody's kind of filtering in. You can kind of tell, like, they're like, "Come on, guys, come on, come on, come on." You know, feed us energy. Uh, but dude, they can seriously shred. Hmm. It was crazy. Like uh, one of the, one of the guitarists has like an arcade stick kind of built onto his guitar. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's it's not like an attachment. Like it's part of the guitar. He has these arcade style buttons. And, like, throughout, like, whenever he has, like, a solo, he's, like, jamming on the buttons, and it's, like, making all these distortions and uh, just awesome stuff. And, and and it's, like, like every time he has to go to it, he either, like, jams his pick in his mouth or, like, whips it at the crowd. Just goes, yeah. Uh, they, I mean, like, there was, like, a shred-off between him and the other guitar. I mean, they had, like, four different guitars. There was, like, a, like a MIDI fighter at one point that, the, like, the bassist was cranking on. They were just fucking awesome. And friend of the podcast, Dexter Morrow, did the artwork for their latest album. Dude, I ran, I ran into Dexter. Oh yeah, awesome. Yeah, dude. And oh, and and after talking shit on the internet about how awesome I was at Mario Kart Wii, I got to whoop some ass. Fuck yeah, uh, hold it down, brother. Yeah. Yes. So the first, so the first thing I did, so so uh, so Michael Michael Flynn and his brother uh, were there, and we had set this up before. I was where I was like, we, we were like, I challenge anybody to come like bring it at Magfest, and he was like, I will bring it. We play the game. So so I set up like a mandate with them and we went down and we sat down and we played one uh one Grand Prix of Mario Kart Wii. But I was uh, in the, my first race I was like what the fuck is happening? Like a jiggling the Wii controller around. And I was like what the fuck? I can't turn. Mm -mm. Cuz like I could go and I could sort of turn but like like I wasn't turning properly and like Michael was having problems too. But the other guys were kind of like the other guys were playing with the kind of dicks they were just like, "Well, you want to plug in a GameCube controller?" Mm. So, it, it, so we we both found out that we, we chose manual transmission instead of automatic accidentally. Oh. So so we were just having trouble. So we set it up for the next day, and in preparation, I went down and and uh, and there was like a family of like the dad and like three three boys mm -hmm. playing Mario Kart Wii together. So so I, I sit down to pick up the fourth controller, and like the uh, and like the middle child looks at me, and he's like. Yeah, you're probably gonna lose. I bet you suck. Yeah, I'd be like I fucked your mom. <laughs> <laughs> this is my so, hotel room. <laughs> so, I, so, so I sit down and he's he's playing. It's funny. Everybody who I played uh, against, who were like decent at the game, they all played as Funky Kong, Funky Kong or DK, the whole time on a bike. Which is so you played you played as Funky Kong on a car when you uh, toasted us last year last year. Well, it's like you know. They uh, one, uh, one or at least two of the stations that they had didn't have anything unlocked, which is oh, sad. Boo. So no Funky Kong, no Piranha Prowler. So I had to go back to uh, to using Bowser, Bowser mm -hmm. on the on the Flame Flyer. But I destroyed that kid. Yeah. I wrecked his dreams. I was like, "Oh, you think you're good within your personal sphere, but bam, yeah. wrecked you." Go home, little kid. Exactly. But Mario Kart Wii is like a magnet for little kids because the day because the day after I sat down and there was like this this adorable six year old girl 
and I was like, oh, let's play. We had, like, a good time playing, you know, and it was, like, all for fun. And then her, like, slightly older brother came over and was, like, whizzing through the menu so fast. Like, beep, 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 beep. I, was like, I was like, all right, all right. He plays in this family. And then I crushed his hopes and trees. I was like, boom, you can't yeah. see me finish. I fucking wipe out whole family trees. Ah, <laughs> oh, chop it down. <laughs> so that was great. I humiliated him. And, and each time that I destroyed him, I look over at his little sister and be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I'm sure he gives her his business all the time. So then you went up against uh, Jumpman Podcast fans, uh, the, the Flynn brothers. Oh, yeah. Well, well um, the, 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 the younger Flynn was tied up the second time that we uh, that we went to town, uh-huh. but no, I, I was at, I was able to um, to to play Michael again. We and we did a couple rounds at full strength, and I buried him. Boom! You better <laughs> fucking come harder than that, Vegeta versus Frieza on Namek. I still yep. got two more forms to show you. Bam! <laughs> exactly, exactly. Then afterwards, and, and afterwards, you know, and he's an awesome guy. We had a good time. When when the uh, when we couldn't exactly get get it working on Mario Kart, we went out and uh, and hung out in the arcade room and played some games. And there was this fucking awesome game. It's by Sega. It's like it's like this glass coffin with like uh, it's with like a strobe light on the bottom, and it's called uh, Flash Beats. Hmm. And it's fucking cool. So you stand. It's like there's like um. So imagine a glass coffin, but there's like these five uh, light tubes in the middle. Okay. Go from from one side to the other, and two people stand on either side. And you got these five buttons that control the tubes, and so it's basically like this laser light show where you're like, where we're like, uh, so like this red light will come at you on your side, and you have to uh, to hit the button when it when it gets close to your side, and you'll shoot out like a green light that will send the red light back to the opposite side. Mm, okay. And if you and if you don't hit it in time, if it hits you like all the way, then you uh, then your opponent gets a point. Hmm. So you're shooting these red lights on like there's like five huge buttons. So you're like jamming on these buttons, and the lights are like flying back and forth over and over and over and over and over. And uh, every once in a while, this strobe light on the bottom will like will light up and pulse. And if you time your hits with the strobe, your uh, your your light will hold on to the red for a second and then shoot it super fast at the other side. Mm. And then and so like it's like it's almost like air hockey a little bit like with lights, like like you can like nail lights and like nail the light back at the other dude and he'll send it back and you'll send it back and there'll be like this long battle where you're sending it back and forth and back and forth and every time that you send the light uh, back and forth um, it gains like a multiplier so um, so it becomes more uh, more points if you uh, if you get it on your opponent so so often there'd be like like I have like one hand just jamming on this uh, on one of the lights sending the light back and forth back and forth while I'm using my other hand to hit the other four buttons to try and like you know like just like defend as much as I possibly can. Mm. It was really awesome. It's a lot of fun. And afterwards, I'm like, where the hell has this game been, like, my whole life? You know? It's like, this should be in every bar. Every bar. <laughs> like, in New York, in, in everywhere. It's just it's, it's just a blast. Well, let's get down to the biggest news that I heard about. What's that? The return of Captain S. <laughs> He's That's Captain great. S. Yeah! That's right. It was it was a secret to everyone, but about a year and a half ago, Brett Vanderbrook uh, asked for my consent, basically, to make to make something that could turn into uh, Captain S season two. Right. And it was a secret black project. He raised seven hundred fifty dollars on Facebook just by asking his friends. He'd be like, uh, "I'm working on something. I can't tell you what it is, but you'll love it. Just send me some money." Yeah, wasn't it called like Alpha Prime or something? 
Yeah, it was called Alpha Prime, you know, which was, you know, just a smoke screen. And, I, and the whole time leading up to it, I was like, dude, because I'm running the film festival and, I, you know, we made it part of the film festival. And I was like, dude, you got you got to tell people what it is or they won't show up. And he was like, no, nah, dude, no, it, there's it's just all hype. It's going to be great. And he was fucking right. The whole mm. the, like the place was packed mm. and it was like uh, fans of the original that knew something was up friends of ours you know family it was like every, it was like a, like the best audience possible mm. and then and and i'm like all right we're all here for alpha prime here we go and hit it and here's like this and we'll we'll host the uh, or no we'll host we'll link the trailer on our on our facebook page uh but yeah it start it's it starts off and you don't exactly know what it is mm-hmm. you know and then at one point the villain is like is like now i'll destroy you once and for all captain s and you hear the whole entire room go what? What? Ha! <laughs> like, nobody saw it coming. I mean, like, everyone had an inkling, but when it happens, you're like, holy shit, he just said Captain S in a video! So, did they, did, did they show the original Captain S, Brett Vanderbook, or has it been passed on to a new captain? Oh, no, it's still him. Well, like, it's, it's kind of like a, like a dark and gritty uh, reimagining of the series, like, uh, but it's also a continuation. So it's like so more it's, of like a Judge Dredd, Captain S. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, like the most, uh, the first half of the video is like, it's like they're they're in some video game world that's very much like like real life. Like they they got rid of the cheesy Saved by the Bell atmosphere. Uh, they got rid of Video Land looking like a Genesis game. Now it's like um, it's like next generation graphics and everything looks real. So instead of like chocolate milkshakes, he's like smoking blunts. <laughs> I mean, I mean, pretty much. There's like blood and cursing, mm. and like real, like like you know, like mod- like adult situations happening. Oh, but but at the same time, it was a lot of fun too. You oh. know, and I won't I won't spoil anything else. But like, it's hilarious, and you got to see. It. It's about five minutes long, and I'm sure he's gonna you know set up a Kickstarter page at some point soon. Mm. But uh, but he's he's uh, he said at the screening he's he's talked to the actors and the old collaborators and everybody's excited to be a part of it and. The fans uh, immediately took to it, and everybody's just really excited. And you know, it's been like we put the we put out Captain S season one in uh, January two thousand seven. We premiered it at Magfest hmm. way back in two thousand seven. You know, I, I barely finished even like the first three episodes. And there was a really funny story about like <laughs> um, uh, our our friend Rez had had baked these special cookies. Mm-hmm. And, and Z and I and Brett and we were all getting ready to like and, and Devin too, we were all getting ready to like go and premiere this new thing that you know, back in like two thousand seven nobody did video game web series. So we're like, This is gonna be huge, that everybody's packed and we're and it's about like an hour to go and Rez is like, Hey guys, I brought cookies and I and I knew that they were, you know, like pot cookies. Right. So <laughs> I turned to tell Brett and he's already eaten one and he's got the other half in his mouth. I was like, like oh wait, 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 oh oh, oh god. <laughs> oh, those are special cookies. So he couldn't stop laughing through the <laughs> whole premiere. And, like, his face turned, you know, beet red, and everything was hilarious. And mm. he's just like, God, I'm so embarrassed. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge fan of Captain S. I, I thought you guys did an awesome job in that series. So I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the continuation. Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you'll love this trailer because, like, it's, it's just great. It's like, it's Captain S. He's back. But everything's different, but it's, you know, it's like, like I said, it's a dark and gritty kind of reboot. But it's hilarious, too. Yeah, because, I mean, Captain S is in his 30s now, and we all know that's a different breed of video game player. 
exactly. Like, like now, now, like he lives with like a terrible roommate, and like his life just sucks, and like video games, and like being a hero is his only thing. But like, well, the way Brett was telling me at the at the premiere is like, but like, his his main thing in life is something that nobody knows about. Right. You know. So like, he's a loser in real life, but like he's the hero in video land. So and that's where, right. and that's where he plans to go with the with the series, which is cool. That's fun. What's well, cool? Did you uh, did you manage to go to see Ninja Sex Party? I didn't. Ah, know, Chad, uh, dude, <laughs> I'm running something. I needed like, to see Ninja I, Sex Party through you. I know, dude. I know, and I'm a big fan. But like, I I, I only had enough time to do a couple things. You know, mm-hmm. like like I I had to coordinate like 20 different guest filmmakers and like do run their Q and As and like. Like I was busy. I'm the department head of the film festival, something that I made. And God, I didn't even tell you, but like we had big problems. Oh, yeah. They we had rented this $3,500 8K high definition projector. It weighed 180 pounds, and it comes encased in a steel skeleton. So even if you drop it, it can't break. And 20 minutes into our first film, mm. it crashed and burned and didn't come back. Oh, like I start to see like this uh, this weird thing happen where the picture turns uh, partially green and then partially red and then all black and then there's a flash of white and it comes back and I'm like what the fuck was that? Yeah, like I don't I don't remember that in the episode. We were mm-hmm. screening uh, Double Fine Adventure, and I was like oh all right maybe it's just a fluke. But then five minutes later it happens again. I was like fuck this is this is really bad. Yeah, uh, and so and it and it just kept on repeating and repeating and repeating and then it got like. You know, quicker and quicker and quicker kept happening. I was like, "Fuck!" So we, I had to like stop the the screening. You know, first the like our first freaking uh, thing, our offering, and I was like, "God, our projector died." Oh, jeez. And and so the tech on hand, he's like, "I've never seen this before." And he got the the guy that rented from in Minneapolis on the phone. He's like, "I've never heard of that ever happening." And so he's like, "Well," and I'm immediately thinking in my head, "Well." All right. Well, we we rented from you. You you are going to send us a new projector overnight, right now. Yeah. Because that's what you do. Uh, and and he's talking to to the renter about it, and he's like, "There's a giant snowstorm actually that's like here, and um, we're pretty sure that any flights coming out of Minneapolis are going to be canceled. Uh-oh. So we we're basically on our own. So luckily, I mean, it was this is like me running back and forth between like. The film festival room, the tech ops room, and like stuff that nobody will ever know about. But mm-hmm. like for the next like two hours, I was like just sweating bullets and tr- doing everything that I possibly could, you know. And like uh, and so finally, they found us uh, a secondary projector, you know, that wasn't as good. Uh-huh. I think it was like a three K something like that, uh, but it worked. <laughs> And at that point, I was just like, like I, was, I was like, look, look, I, I know you, I know you're trying to find us uh, like a seven K. Maybe you'll fly it out of Chicago the next day. I don't care. I just need something now so we can, so we can have the film festival. Yeah. So we we wound up sticking with that one. It was like a prosumer one. I mean, like it, it was all right, but mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't as good as the eight K. You know, it's like that was just amazing. So that happened. Uh, there was just like dr- like like staffer drama like. Like when you're when is you're in an all volunteer organization and you're counting on people to show up to run your projector, and sometimes they don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're like God. So it was you know it's like 
Last year we didn't have any volunteers in the film festival. It was just me and Brett running it the whole time, and we didn't see anything in the whole con. We were just tired as hell. Mm-hmm. So this year I brought on uh, a projectionist each time to stay in the room, and you know if there's any problems, they call me, and I'd be there at the beginning of the end to intro and run the Q and A's and stuff. So, so that was nice because I'd actually see the festival. But then, like God, when they don't show up, you're like, ah, you know. Yeah. Now it's me in there, and I have to find somebody else to. So I was like. You know, it's just like the bigger you get, the more problems you have, you know? Oh, I hear you, P. Diddy. But it, but overall, the film festival was a huge freaking success. Uh, I knew it was I knew it was great the first night when uh, we our shorts program, like an international shorts program, the room was packed, and we screened the Bronies documentary. Oh, yeah. The room was super packed. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know... When I post the trailer on the on the Magfest uh, Facebook page, immediately fifty comments love it. Like either love or hate, like real hate. Mm-hmm. You know, people were just like, "Awesome, great." And other people were like, "Well, there goes Magfest. It's over because Bronies are here." <laughs> but no, was, uh, I just loved the amount of support and <clears throat> people really showed up. And we screened uh, we screened Paperboy Three the Hard Way, which is mm. a Silver Mania production uh, as part of our late night ground grindhouse and. The Silver Mania guys were there, and tons of people showed up. and And even though it was like uh, half of half of our Grindhouse program was was this silly puppet musical called uh, Magic: The Gathering, the musical. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to Justin before, and I was like, you know, I know, like, I know half the audience is going to leave uh, for this, so we won't do a Q and A afterwards because most of your people are going to be gone. But the people that did stay came up to me afterwards, and they were like, "I play Magic, and that was awesome." Thank you nice. so much for showing that. So, like, all my all my fears kind of melted away in, in terms of, like, content-wise on Thursday night. And we enjoyed, like, a, a really good following for the rest of the festival. Because the, the stuff that we were showing is just, like, incredible quality. Like, uh, Mario Warfare episodes 1 through 6. Mm-hmm. And we did, like, and they, they tacked on, like, a special fight that hasn't screened yet uh, from, like, episode 7 or 8. It's just like incredible stuff, and I'm just so happy to to be able to share that with, you know, an audience that can all watch it together as a group in a huge kick-ass theater setting. All right, so let me ask you: You didn't see the Ninja Sex Party, but um, their panel. But did they actually perform on the stage at all? Some of their songs, because they they fucking have awesome songs. I I don't even I I've had forgotten that they were even here, dude. Oh, Chad! <laughs> Damn you! All right, well I, I know we. We we joked about a Thursday night. I was like, "Is Ninja Sex Party here?" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah. I think I think the one guy's here. Is Ninja Brian here? Yeah, probably. We'll never to, know. They're supposed to both be there. So, yeah. Oh well. Uh, so let me uh, interject here from Magfest with news that you did not know about because you're too busy doing Magfest stuff. You know, half ha- half of what you just said sounded like the bass dropping in some dubstep song because the internet connection here is so bad, but Magfest overall was awesome. Nope, that's not what I was trying so to say. Much, there's so there's so much good stuff here that like you have to like pick and choose, you know, there's between like awesome stuff and awesome stuff. Gotcha. Well, as long as they have us on for a panel next year, I will be there. So, oh, yeah. and then I'll I'll catch an ninja sex party. And we and we will double team any any oncoming traffic. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I had the perfect run on the Moonrise Highway on uh, on Mario Kart Wii. The mm. perfect effing run. I like I cleared it, and like people were still on their second lap because I didn't hit a single car, and I hit every single nitro, 
I was like, that was just like the perfect match, and like who witnessed it? Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. The any, any course that I'm bad at, I would just cheer you on. I mean, Rainbow Road, eh, I'm not that good at, but the fucking minecart, that's the level that always kills me. So I, I would just be like talking trash with them and watching you win that one. Hell yeah, dude. So this is what happened while you were in a hotel. Steven Seagal uh-huh. says he's going to run for the governor of Arizona. Oh, oh my god! Yes, that's what we need. Wait, 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 wait. I mean, why Arizona? Well, I mean, why not Louisiana? He's got the twang. No, Arizona's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. They're 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 crazy over there. Their politics, their rules, they're nuts. They're like halfway to hell, anyways. And Steven Seagal works for that. Um, Arizona's got this famous posse. There's like they're like uh, un- oh, yeah. unpaid posse. They're mm-hmm. like three thousand strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After, uh, after, after uh, Sandy Hook, they were like, "Let's get, let's round up the posse of three hundred volunteers and go sit next to schools with our guns." Yeah, no, it's three thousand now. It's uh, okay. I forget how to pronounce it. It starts with an A. It's like Arpeo or something. Posse. Mm-hmm. So think about this. So and, and we joked about this at an old episode that Steven Skull finally had the army he needed. Wow. So, yeah. He's 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 been deputized in New Mexico, Texas, Louisiana, but he wants to run for governor of Arizona because they're fucking crazy over there, and they might just do it. They might just elect this guy. I I I could see it happening. I mean, you know, at least you know Arnold Schwarzenegger when he got governor of California, Jesse Ventura, the Predator connection when he got governor of Minnesota. At least they seem like smart, competent guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like I'd be like, okay, you know, they're they're smart, they know what they're doing, but not this man. No. So here's the thing. If Steven Seagal becomes governor of Arizona, do we move there? <laughs> what? Because I can kind of picture the entire state of Arizona being like the titty twister bar from Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> if Steven yes. Seagal takes over. True. True. I mean, I, I could see him like moving into like the governor's mansion and be like, uh, we need more strippers up in this. Yeah. I could also see, yeah, I see it's either going to be like the titty twister or Jabba's mm-hmm. Palace, or the president during the movie Idiocracy. Wait, wait, wait. What about um, what about season season three of Battlestar Galactica at the beginning, where like pres- President Gaius Balthar is like doing nothing but like coke and hookers all day? Yeah, still, uh, I don't know. I like mine better. <laughs> I know, I know. Did you even yours is good did, too? Did you even see Idiocracy? What was it called again? Idiocracy by Mike Judge. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That president was the best. Yeah, see, that's that's what I'm talking about right there. That He'd be, he'd be like that, where they don't understand that the, the crops need water and not, and not uh, Mountain Dew to grow. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Steven Seagal would do the same thing. He'd be like, ah, let's, uh, let's put some Gatorade on the desert, and that'll turn it into green. Yeah, I kind of feel like if he becomes governor, I want a front row seat. I might just have to uh, move all the way to Arizona. I'm sure, I'm sure the Daily Show will give us all the coverage that we'll ever need. That's true. Plus, if he hears about our podcast, he might have us put to death. I, I missed that one. Sorry. I said if he finds out about our podcast, he might have us marked for death. <laughs> it was not like... I mean, I mean, they're going to need a jumbo jet to fly him out to New York to revenge himself on me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it had, yeah any plane to, to fit his fat ass, it had to be like Air Force 100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two to one if by land, two if by sea, fifty thousand if Steven Skull. Yeah. 
No, I think he's just gonna he's just gonna ride rides around on a rickshaw pulled by like the world's strongest <laughs> man. <laughs> so oh, man, no, he he's he should get like China or whoever whoever played the muscular chick uh from Cell. Do you, do you remember the movie Cell where like inside the psychopath's head there's like this naked weightlifter just like strolling around? Cell, you know what the movie Cell legitimately scared me. Really? Yeah, because when Vince Vaughn came to the Vincent D'Onofrio mm-hmm. crazy guy was in there and he cut open his stomach and hooked up his guts to like this pulley system and he started cranking on yeah, it yeah. and pulling his intestines out and it legitimately scared me. <laughs> right, right, because Vince Vaughn's like, it's not real, and he's like, it's not real, it's not real. Yeah, and then, um, with him. shit, what the fuck happened in that song? Uh, th- <laughs> my girlfriend at the time, I used to think it was funny to scare the shit out of her when she was sleeping. So, <laughs> so there was something that the bad guy says in Cell. Mm. And I used to wait until she was sleeping with the lights off, and I'd get right next to her face. Like, my lips oh, are almost touching her ear, and I would scream the oh, the catchphrase from Cell at her and scare the shit out of her. And Damn. she got really... Is, is it, what was it? Was, was, was it, I'm going to lock you in a watery box and then spray with chlorine, no. and then I'm going to hook myself up on some back hooks and have sex with your lifeless body later on. No, no, it was like a couple words. Shit, I'm going to have to try and look this up while talking to you. It's very hard for me to do two things. Um... But then, so eventually, it was, uh, she was getting mad. It would just make me laugh, so I thought it was funny. So <laughs> so she would she got pissed at me, and she was like, that's too scary. So I was like, all right, let me change this. So the next night, I waited till she fell asleep, and I went, who let the dogs out? Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> and for some reason, I thought that was even way better, because she was sitting there sleeping, and she, like, jumped five feet in the air. Who let the dogs out? She was like, ah! She was like, fucking terrorizer. And I was like, what? That's way better. Oh, my God. Uh, now I have to look well, this up. It's going to bother me. Well, well, let me tell you, Eric. My The internet connection here is even worse than it was before. I can only hear, like, every fourth word. Hmm. Hmm. So we, we may have to cut this podcast a, a, a little, a little, off a little short. I apologize. God damn it. I had all this good shit to talk about. I know, I'm sorry, but we're, we're just going to have to save it for next week when you don't sound like... Bleh, 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 bleh. Not only did I have Seagal to talk about, I also had Nicolas Cage to talk about. I had my two favorite topics in one episode. Maybe it was going to be too awesome for one episode. I think so too, dude. I think so too. Also, there's a party going on next door, and I just have to... <laughs> what am I doing sitting in this room talking to you? I got a fucking party. That's true, nerd. Yeah, dude. Well... So, All right. this is a signing well, this, this sign off. Wait, no, let, let me do one Thunderdump then. All right, dump it. All right. I saw Anchorman 2. It really, mm. really, really sucked. Aww. And it pains me to say that because I love Anchorman. I just yeah. thought that movie was like perfectly funny and stupid and just, just kind of out in left field loved it. Unfortunately, Anchorman 2 was like the hangover 2. Oh, yeah. Where they just kind of repeated all the same beats, like literally the same fucking things. Like, Will Ferrell gets beat up by a woman in the first one, gets beat up by a woman in this one. Mm-hmm. Baxter the dog sure. barks, and they have his uh, English words translated on the bottom screen. Did that again. Uh, massive fight with all the other news stations. Even that fucking happened mm-hmm. again. Yeah. So it's like, well, it just wasn't like the reason it was funny the first time was it was unexpected. 
But the second time, they were just being the wackiness just wasn't working. And I feel bad because I, I like I feel so bad. I wanted to love this movie, and it just aside from a couple little laughs, it was really really not good. Well, that that reminds me of when I when I maybe you just need to see it more times because the first time I saw Anchorman, I don't think I laughed once in oh, the whole movie. I love everybody, everybody built built it up so much. No, I loved Anchorman from the start, but this second one. Like, it really felt like Hangover 2. It was all the same players and stuff, and you wanted to like it, but it just wasn't that good. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully it's just me. But, I like, even during the movie, I was trying to convince myself. I was like, all right, just reset. Pretend you didn't watch the first hour of Anchorman 2. Let's just go in a fresh slate. you got to like this movie. And it just really, really was not funny. That's nah, too bad. But, you know, it's like that's – but, I mean, that's – like, like all right, so why make Anchorman 2? I mean, why make a sequel to anything? Because you're – you, you're always going to have, like, the original to compare, you know, well, and, and like, in sequels, you got to repeat shit. Well, and this brings up a great topic, You a quick one. You really should never make a sequel to a comedy. Yeah. Like, th- th- I mean, like, there's good sequels out there, but is there is there a good sequel to a comedy ever? Uh, if you ask me a question, I, I did not hear it. I'm saying, I'm saying, there's good sequels out there, but can you think of a good sequel to a comedy movie ever? Nothing. Caddyshack 2 sucked. Ghostbusters 2 sucked. Like sucked. every time you make a sequel to comedy, yeah, obviously Hangover, we just use that example. You can't make sequels to comedies because what made them funny was you you just can't repeat that. All you do is you recycle the same jokes. Uh, I I really off the top of my head, maybe the Jumpman fans can weigh in. Um, I can't think of a, a sequel to a comedy that was good. Uh, 48 Hours was awesome. For another 48 Hours is terrible. Beverly, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop 2 might be the only one that was a, a decent sequel, and then they fucked it up with Beverly Hills Cop 3, which was fucking terrible. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Uh, what about... I, I know it's a, kind of a, a mixed genre, but what about Jackass? Nope, doesn't count. That's not... I'm, okay. Because that's like reality and stunts. We're talking like scripted. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so Anchorman... I still love the original Anchorman. It, it has not damaged my opinion of it. Um... But uh, uh, really, it really wasn't good. But uh, oh well, yeah. So, so I guess now I don't want him to make any more sequels. Like I love Step Brothers, but now I don't want to see Step Brothers too because I'm afraid that it would suck. Yeah, who cares? It's like, well, it's like, you know, just like just do something new. I like new IPs, seeing new things. You know, it's like bring on, bring on like uh, the next original idea. Yeah. So I before I was thinking, oh yeah, let's make a sequel to Zoolander. But now I'm like, no. Well, I think I've I think I've finally learned. You probably should never make sequels to comedies. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good rule. So so comedies, you don't get sequels or Oscars. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But you All get right. my but you get my undying respect, and I will watch a copy of your movie over and over again. Word. Yep. All right. So. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We are the Jumpman Podcast, a, a weekly video game slash movie slash whatever podcast. You can check us out every week on uh, RetroWareTV.com, RageQuickCast.com, Elder-Geek.com. We're on Stitcher Radio, our home over at JumpmanPodcast.com. And please uh, like us on Facebook. Tell us, uh, uh, what, what do we ask him this time? Yeah, tell us uh, your favorite comedy sequels or your favorite, uh, your least favorites uh, on, our, on our Facebook page. And, uh, yeah, and you, too, can be destroyed at Mario Kart Wii, the next MAGFest. And 
I'll be, I'll be, I, I told Brendan Becker a long time ago, I was like, I was like, dude, I will be at every single MAGFest until I die, or until you stop uh, doing it. And it's true. It's always the best party of all time, and I look forward to it every single year, and I'm so sad to leave. Mm. All right, we'll go party one last night. All right. Good night, everybody. We'll see you later. Peace. Jumpman engaged. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall. Fatality.